Welcome to Water from the Well, a work of the Church of Christ in Santa Clara. Hello, and welcome to Water from the Well. Today we're going to be discussing why do Christians suffer? Those of us who are called Christians may sometimes go through some extremely hard times. And in those times, we may feel like God has abandoned us, or that we've done something to deserve punishment. But careful consideration of what the Bible teaches us tells us that our suffering should not be any indication that we have done anything wrong, or that God has left us alone and unguarded. In fact, the Bible teaches us that as Christians, we should expect persecution. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29 reads, for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. But what does suffering have to do with our relationship with Christ? How does it play into having faith in him? Well, let's think about how do we test friendship. We usually look at those who have stayed close to us through thick and thin, but the true depth of the friendship isn't tested during good times. Everyone is our friend then. A true friendship shows when we suffer, and our friendship remains and is even strengthened at that time. Jesus proved his love and devotion to us because he was willing to suffer. Romans 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Would his love have been proven the same if he had only had to pay a few pieces of silver for our salvation? No, his friendship is proven because even for us sinners, he was willing to suffer and die so that we would be free from sin and have the hope of heaven. That's true friendship. And it is strengthened by the fact that his suffering did not break the bond, but only proved how strong the bond is. When we suffer, we should take advantage of these times to cling to God and to allow ourselves to grow in our spiritual walk. A radio celebrity took a phone call from a woman who had miscarried a child, and he said that he would pray for her. But he also said this. He said, when we suffer setbacks, we should not say, why is this happening to me, but rather, what can I learn from this? Our instinct is to let our sorrow, pain, and anger about hard times overcome us. But as we study God's word and obey it, we can change that instinct where we will cling to our Heavenly Father and focus on His love and direction to aid us in our times of need. Far too often I see some who will curse God because of what they are going through, but God did not sin and bring destruction into this world. We did. Adam and Eve were given paradise, but their sin brought death to this earth. God's part in it is to provide a way for us to be reconciled to Himself even though we don't deserve it. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Death came through what Adam and Eve did in the garden. And like a crack in an egg once begun, it's hard to keep it from getting worse and worse as time moves on. If a chicken lays an egg and we take it, and in our going about we happen to put a crack in it, does the blame belong to the chicken who delivered the egg in perfect condition? And once that egg has been cracked, isn't it harder to keep it from getting more damage? Likewise, sin came through one act, but it was the beginning of how the world is today. 
Things get worse and worse, but it's not God's fault. It's our fault. Every time we sin, we listen to the devil just as Eve did. And the suffering that we experience is a result of that. The condition of the world is a result of that. And yet God is the ultimate friend in that he has provided a way for us to escape the eternal punishment for our sins. We should remember this and call on our friend when we are suffering. So what about our faith? How is our faith tested through suffering? James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 read, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Our faith will be tested. And we can only show our faith if we keep the faith when hard times come. Anyone can be faithful during good times, but will our faith remain strong when it is tested? Mark chapter 4 verse 17 reads, And they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. Romans chapter 8 verse 35 reads, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Will these challenges that we face cause us to turn away from God? Or will we accept the challenge and show God that no matter what, our faith in him will remain? 2 Corinthians 12.10 tells us that our weaknesses can bring strength. It reads, Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We can be strong through Jesus Christ if we stay close to him during times of trial. But that verse also says, I am well content with weakness. How can we be content with weakness? How can we be content with suffering? Because we have faith in God and believe that we have something in store for us which will be worth whatever we have to go through. If we look forward to the inheritance that we will have in heaven, everything concerning this world will pale in comparison. Romans chapter 8 verse 17 reads, And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Remember to keep the faith in the middle of your struggles. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 4 reads, Therefore we ourselves speak proudly of you among the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in the midst of all your persecutions and afflictions which you endure. This life is full of trials, and uh, currently, at the congregation where I attend, there are some people who are going through some really difficult things, but I feel honored to be a brother of theirs and to go through this with them and to see their faith shine through during some dark times. I was watching TV once, and uh, there was a, a sports documentary and it had various segments, but one segment in particular touched me. It was about a runner named Kayla Montgomery. And uh, in the opening scene of the segment, it showed Kayla collapsing into her coach's arm and crying out desperately for help. 
the sound of her voice, it, it, it pierced me. It was uh, so profound. And you can really tell that she was going through something very difficult. You know, I thought she was really in trouble and that this must be the time where whatever she was suffering with overcame her. And uh, that scene, you know, I anticipated that she never ran again. But to my surprise, this was just one instance of what happened to her every time she raced. She suffered from multiple cirrhosis and uh, it brought about a condition where every time she ran, at the end she would collapse. She would uh, go into despair and, and cry out, not really knowing where she is and just reaching out for someone to help her. And her coach was always there, taking her into his arms until she finally settled down and regained herself. You know, uh, it occurred to me that if this happened every time she ran, then why did she run? Why would she run over and over and over again? And Kayla Montgomery became a world-class runner. But I just couldn't understand as I was watching this documentary, why would she go through that? Why would she put herself through that? Here's what she said. She said, running makes me feel normal and whole. It's difficult to live with a disease where your own body's fighting against yourself. So when I'm running, I feel like I'm battling that. I feel like I'm safe from myself. As long as I'm running, everything's fine. Wouldn't it be great when thinking about running our spiritual race, we would think those words. Running the spiritual race makes me feel normal and whole. It's difficult to live with the disease of sin where your own body's fighting against yourself. So when I'm running the spiritual race, I feel like I'm battling that. I feel like I'm safe from myself. As long as I'm running the race, everything's fine. Those are good thoughts, aren't they? And at the end of our race, our life coach, our Father in Heaven, takes us in His arms and everything is truly fine. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 reads, More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ. I hope if you're going through some struggles, that you will turn to God and allow Him to help you through this. Allow Him and His Word to guide you, to lift you up during times of sorrow and pain. I hope you found this encouraging. If you're in the Santa Clara or Greater San Jose area, I hope you'll join us for worship and Bible study. Please visit our website at truthseekers.org for details, and I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening. For more about us, check us out at truthseekers.org. There you'll find our links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.